Okay, hello folks, how are we doing tonight out there in Facebook world? I trust you're all doing fine and dandy in the middle of the latest never-ending lockdown. I've got a guest on with me tonight, and basically I met her at Falkirk, I was doing a talk there and uh, she was in the crowd. I got a picture taken with her after, then she liked the page and she became a Patreon supporter, one of the few, so she's one of my favourites. And uh, basically I invited anyone on there to come and the, the show and have a chat I was going to do it in the group but I've since abandoned that Patreon idea so here we are because she was telling me about the astral plane and things like this that she can travel into it and I'm interested in that kind of stuff and I see her posts on Facebook which are similar to mine so she obviously knows her stuff and it's Moon Campbell, uh, welcome to the show Moon Hello <laughs> <laughs> This is Hello, her first time doing this kind of thing by the way folks so she's probably a little bit nervous but I'm sure she'll pull it off, yeah, no worries. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, I would you like to give just a, a background uh, to yourself? I know you've got two young kids. I don't know Moon that well myself, folks. I'm learning along with you guys. Uh, so, tell us about yourself, Moon. Um, How did you get the name Moon, first of all? That's a start for oh, 10. That's, that's Happy parents. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, we could blame him for that one. Aye. Do, but, you, do you like I've the name? Eh? Do you like the name? I didn't when I was younger, but I do now because it's original. But when I was younger, it kind of... It's yeah. a pain of life. <laughs> <laughs> so many arguments, so many fights because of it. But Aye, anyway, stronger. I've reached adulthood in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. I was going to call my son Happy Supernova. <laughs> so I think he's probably glad <laughs> that his dad didn't win that one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, like, they'll probably appreciate when they're older, but, like, when they're younger, just having to deal with the bullying and everything. Yeah, peer just, pressure and all that stuff. Aye, it could get a bit, like, monotonous sometimes when it's, like, the only thing. Obde just called me Moon the Spoon as I was growing up, so it was just, right. Moon the Spoon, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like, hi. That's me. <laughs> so I'll avoid uh, trying to call you that tonight. I don't mind. It's my new Okay, name, right, Moon so. Here we go. Come on. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about you and your three kids. <laughs> right, my three rascals. I've got a wee boy who's four, a wee boy who's six, and my daughter's going to be nine next week. And All she's right. why I would just beat me. Right. You don't look old enough to have a nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> 25. Yeah, well, I'm 25 minus nine. Eh? 25 minus nine. I'm just trying to do the maths. <laughs> I'm not a teenager, I promise. <laughs> right, no. Uh, women don't like to give away their age, though, but obviously you're doing well for it, having three kids as well. Thank you. Right. <laughs> That's so your nine-year-old, uh, she's wild, eh? Like yourself. Yeah, yeah. A tattoo there. yeah she's <laughs> a lot more confident than me, though, which is a wee bit better. Well, that's good. She's just out there. Right, so what's unique about her? Why, why is she so wild? Um... I don't know, she's she's so confident and she likes to stand up for people like if it's in school and if there's like a new person or whatever and they're being teased by the other classmates right. yeah, I'll stand up for them and she'll be like, look, enough's enough and she's quite firm like she's I'm scared <laughs> to get her into some situations like in high school or whatever if she doesn't kind of went to zip it <laughs> it's, it could get a bit out of hand at that point but Aye. She's got to uh, learn for herself. Firm within her ways. <laughs> so nine year old, she's quite, a, she's quite a handful. It's quite hard to yeah. order her around. She's going to leave the country one day. Hi. <laughs> so hi. Uh, 
Yeah, so maybe she picked up some of that, um, like standing up for those. If you've maybe told her about your name and uh, how you got yeah. bullied at school, maybe she picked up from that. So that's why she's strong in that one. Yeah, I try and raise her with morals because obviously in this day and age, there's morals are scarce. So I'm like firm with my morals. I'm just like, right, always be honest, never steal, just like be good to people, don't discriminate people, like just. If there's somebody struggling, go over and help them. Just stuff like that. So she's she's taking my word for it good. But that's what that, this is what every parent should be doing. You know, it shouldn't be the exception. We all should be yeah, doing yeah. that with our children. And this is what's lacking in life. People don't take these yeah, things uh, seriously, you know. So, aye. Mm-hmm. So then you've had two boys after. Are they all from the same father? Uh, my two youngest. Uh, sorry, my two oldest are from the same father, but my youngest is from a different father. Okay, they still see they still see their dad. My two oldest don't see their dad, but my youngest is his dad. Okay, that can be a difficult situation <laughs> to manage. I was divorced yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff as a child. Yeah. Uh, aye. Aye. So, you have, what's the boys' names? Damien and Calvin. All right, Damien. Everyone thinks of the Omen movie. Yeah, that's what I've been getting, but that's not the Damien that I named him after. I quite like Damien Marley's music, so All right, I just okay. wanted to like, I don't know, have a wee mind and tell, like Bob Marley and Damien Marley and everybody. <laughs> I believe in peace and, and the whole world. So. Yeah, I've been to Jamaica a couple of times. I've actually been to Bob Marley's grave twice. I, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Uh, I've got a picture of it here, actually. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, in a, it's in a box set. Uh, so anyway, basically, I went there the second, first time with my parents, my mother and stepfather and my sister. So I couldn't smoke any dope there, even though I was smoking on a holiday. <laughs> I was trying to hide it, but they obviously knew what was going on. But the second yeah. time, I went back with my mates. And this Jamaican guy basically rolled this big, huge, pure grass joint, and me and my two mates smoked it with him. And he was that impressed that we'd, we'd done this. So we went away, got this big slab of like concrete hash, a big block. We had like three days left of the holiday. And we were trying to smoke it in the hotel room, and the hotel room was like fog, you know. I had to escape from it, just get to the pool for something. It was, it was mad. Africa is good for that. When I was in Africa, I was smoking the, the, the pure grass. And you could smoke in nightclubs and everything. You could literally go in the smoking area in a nightclub and just get the bongs out, get the jays out. And just, the security guard stood there with his AK-47. You're just like... Aye. Well, actually, uh, I write, cool. <laughs> actually, I tell a story sometimes in my comedy routine about going to Kenya for my sister's wedding, and I got to the hotel, and literally two minutes after being in the hotel, the security guard offered me a big bag of grass. I was like, I'm going to like this place. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> so it was me and him and my stepsister down the beach uh, every night, you know, and everyone else went to bed. So, hi, it's cool. So Damien, and uh, that's your six-year-old and your four-year-old. Better not leave him out. Sorry. Damien's my six-year-old. Calvin's my four-year-old. Aye. And my nine-year-old. Ah, right, okay. I'm having that many, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I had one, I don't know why people have a second after having one, so you're doing well. Aye. <laughs> I was an only child, so like I think that contributes to why I felt the need. But it's... Like, as much as I'm struggling sometimes and I'm on my own with them, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, I enjoy their company and their each individual wee personalities that all just change through and just, yeah, they Aye. make me happy. Do they get on well together? 
No, there's fancy <laughs> arguments, aye. Well, aye, since lockdown, like, oh, right, that's been really difficult. I can imagine the stress, oh my God. I, I had my son here, when he was 15 at the time, and he just spent the room, locked down in his room, basically staring at his phone, you know, but if you have younger ones, it must have been so incredibly difficult. Still, now, I just don't... Some tense households out there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised neighbours are like, what an F is going on in that house? Mm-hmm. But, oh, it's crazy. Probably are, but they're just not telling you. Aye, uh, yeah. <laughs> probably 30 because they're like, that's that woman with a loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> Always screaming, well, you shut oh, it! Aye. <laughs> <voice. Aye. laughs> oh, dear. Aye. So that's cool. Uh, right, so getting into the old conspiracy stuff, you know, are you, are you a conspiracy theorist? Are you one of these tinfoil hat wearers? Oh, sit me down. <laughs> <laughs> sit me down. Exterminate, exterminate. We're coming after you with the jab. <laughs> Whether you like it or I not. I shouldn't have thought past what I see. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously it offends too many people. Unfortunately. It makes them feel a little bit uneasy and then it just doesn't go down well. Aye. So let's get into how the, how did you first, um, like everybody who's went down the rabbit hole or two had to have that moment of going from living in what you thought was the real world and then suddenly thinking, hold on a minute, there's a, something not quite right with this, and uh, then realising the whole thing's theatre and it's a very different reality to the one we're being led to believe. Yeah, it's a shock to the system. It just <laughs> changes the entire outlook on everything. Um, it all started years ago. Well, I'd always had my suspicions that there was more than what met the eye, because I'd, I'd had some premonitions and stuff, and I'd seen a spirit in my house one day, and I... Uh, Anyway, my dad... How old were you when that happened? I was actually... I had just turned 20. But it was when I was 20 years old, that's when I had my awakening. It was just before... Like, I seen the spirit just before I had my awakening. And as was there, he seen the spirit as well. So I knew that I wasn't hallucinating. (laughs) 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 That's the spirit. (laughs) I'm still here! (laughs) (laughs) But, like... And what did it look um, like? My dad had had this weird experience and he was telling everybody about it and he said that he'd been pulled out of his body and his dogs were barking and everything, his dogs seen it and everybody didn't believe him. Everybody was like, oh, your dad's finally lost that, he needs to go to the loony bin and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? Like half of me is like, you know what, you're probably right. And then the other half was like, but we don't know that for sure. So I was like, right, I need to delve into this a little bit more because I can't just write my dad off as a lunatic. He's, something's telling me he's not a lunatic. <laughs> so I, I was saying to my mum one day, because but my mum and dad are not together, they've never been together my entire life, but I was speaking to my mum one day because she was sitting, obviously, having a good old laugh about this with her boyfriend. And they were like, ha, 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 my dad's finally lost that. And I was like... Tell <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Mum, I feel like there's something out there that isn't physical, if you know what I mean. Like, it's physical, but you can't see it with your eyes. And I just wish I could understand more about this. And she was like, go into my library and go and just have a browse. And I was like... Right, okay, that's a load of help. Her library is like the size of a full wall, and there's like, it's just shelves <laughs> on the entire wall. So, like, I just walked in the room and I was like, 
I'm going to be here all night. And then all of a sudden, within seconds of standing there, I just felt my eyes just being pulled towards a specific book. And I just, it was like this red book. And I was like, right, I'll have a look at this one. I pulled it out, flicked it onto the very first page. And on the very first page, it had out-of-body experience written at the top. And I, I walked out the room with the book and I was like, that was quick. And my mum was like, that was quick. And Hi. even she was shocked. She's like, how did you find that so quickly? I was expecting it to be there for about an hour. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was led. Somebody wants me to know. I was like, I'm going to listen to this. Uh, so you know? I read a little bit. Ah, exactly. I read a little bit about it. And I was like, well, it is possible. People have had out-of-body experiences and car crashes and yeah. like under anaesthetic when they're getting operations done on them and stuff. So um, it's, it is possible. I was like, but how did it manage? How did he happen to do that? I thought maybe he had died in his sleep or something. And I was like, oh my God, has my dad died in his sleep and he's been brought back? And then I started panicking about that. I was like, right, dad, try and be healthy. Jig loads of water. Stop smoking. And I just like, I was just trying to just make sure that he was not going to pass away in his sleep. And then one night, I had went to my bed and um, I had this strange dream. I, w- I woke up in my bed and I just looked up in the corner of the room and there's a woman called Luna. I could remember her if I was a little girl, All right. but she's not a real person anyway. That's I could good. see Luna in the top of the room. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise this till I was like 16 years old and I was like, Dad, what happened to Luna? He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, your ex-girlfriend, Luna, is like, I've not had a girlfriend called Luna. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, right, right. So I've only, it's only me that's been seen her then. But that night, okay. I was 20 years old and I'd looked up into the corner of my room. Like I'd woke up kind of like half asleep and I'd looked into the corner of the room and there she was. And she says, um, I was going to come down and get you, but... You're, you've got your daughter in the bed next to you. If you put her in a cot, I'll come back down and get you tomorrow night. And I was like, right, okay. So I woke up that day and I was like, that was quite strange. I wonder if there was any truth behind that. Yeah. So the following night, I went to my bed. I put Leah in her cot because she obviously, she was just a baby at that point. I'd just given birth to that. her. <laughs> I put her in her cot. <laughs> I didn't cuddle into her that night. I just put her in her cot and did what I was told. And then I went to my bed and like, Usually I sleep on this side, but I was sleeping and then I just felt this hand touching this hand and like it pulled me over onto my back. So I was like lying on my back like that and I opened my eyes and there's Luna, clear as day, right like in front of me, like pretty much just pulling me out of my body. And um, our skin is so beautiful. Sorry? Did you have a choice at this moment where to go or you were just going and that was it? No, I was just going with it, but I felt like... When I seen her, I just felt all this joy. Like, there she is, like, my mum, my best friend, sister, guardian angel. I don't know what she is, but I feel, like, I feel utter protection and I just feel good when I'm around her. So when I seen her, it was just like, wow, there she is. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was just mesmerised. Her skin is just, I'm emphasising on her skin because her skin just looks so pure and clean and, like, glowing. It was just beautiful so this is like a crystal clear picture you see like almost like a reality right it was clearer than the physical dimension put it that way it was clearer it was 
so I could explain. Right. Um, she had beautiful bangles all up her wrists. She had bangles and bracelets and stuff, chan bracelets on her ankles. She dressed quite andy. She had like, it was sort of like a belly top, but it had like jewels on it as well. She had a big necklace, sandals, long black wavy hair, and she's got a quiff like right. going in her hair, and she's got beads, brown eyes, white skin. She's just such a beautiful woman. And um, anyway, I got pulled out and I stood there in my bedroom and she went back up onto the chariot where I had just seen her like the night before. And uh, I looked up at her and I was like, how am I going to get up there? <laughs> I'm sitting here, how am I going to get up there? And she's like, just do this. I'll stand up for two seconds. But she was like, just do this. Right. But like hold them at either side like that and then just rise. And then yeah. you, you rise, just meditate and you rise up. So I, I did that. And I just emptied my mind and I just meditated. And as I did that, my spirit just started levitating upwards. And I ended up, I managed to get into a chariot. She took me away up, like, to the point where I could see the whole planet. I, I, like, I went over France. And is, it globe, is, it flat earth? <laughs> eh? is it a globe or is it a flat earth? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a globe to me for that point. That, that angle I just seemed like, the blue and the green for the, the planet and okay. um, it, it was actually like the sky was black with the stars but the planet was illuminated it was weird but we stayed there in the sky and she was like hang on I need to go get more people I was like right okay and uh, so she went and she got other people but I couldn't see these spirits I was only able to see a white glow yeah. um, I was I, I could see Luna clear as day but these other spirits it was just like a white They'd have probably yeah, seen the same. Right. Maybe they'd see you as well. Maybe they were they were yeah, in the same. I wasn't sure if they could see me. It was just like lots of light beings. Aye. And um, so she took us into this big field, and she taught us. She says to us, "Right, we all have to link hands like that, like that, in the field, and stand in a big circle and just meditate at the same time." So we all stood in the big circle. I counted thirty of us in total in the circle. Aye. Um. We stood there and we had to meditate at the same time. The first couple of times it didn't work because obviously if somebody didn't meditate at the same time, it would just half a circle would go up and then it would come back down again. We had to do it a couple of times before the whole circle managed to do it all at the same time. Yeah. Once we were in the sky, um, I was so excited. I was like, yay, I'm, I'm flying. <laughs> and I was like, right, I'm so, not this way. I want to see the planet from way up. I just wanted to go past the ozone layer. I wanted to see what was out there. So I just started shooting up the way. And Luna was like, come back down. Like, you're going too far. So I was like, right, okay. Came back <laughs> down again. <laughs> so um, then she took us all to this. It was like a, a beautiful outdoor garden. And there was beautiful, like, the walls were grey. And they had plants grown over them. That It was like an outdoor seating area. Big Pillars. It did look like it could have been ancient Greece, right, but I okay. can't still figure out what dimension I was in at this point. But she came up to me in that garden and she was like, "I know your friend Az. I'm going to take him out next week." And I was like, "Oh my God, Az is my best friend." I was like, "He'll love that." And yeah. then she was like, "It's time for you to go now." And I was like, "Oh my God, no! I want to stay. This is so fun." And she's like, "You have to." I was like, "Okay, but..." Please, I don't want to go. And I, start, I was like that, trying to grab on it. Like, how yeah. we were supposed to, like, hold it, like, and 
in the circle yeah. and I was like, please, like, try to get her, like, this. <laughs> and then I felt myself getting sucked all the way back to my body and then I woke up with, like, such, like, wow. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even like I had been asleep. I'd literally just went from one reality to the other and I was like, wow, that was an experience. Aye. But, like, at that point, you kind of just go and tell people stuff like that because they're not going to believe you. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I didn't actually know anybody that was psychic or had seen a spirit. So it was like, nobody's going to believe me. I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, and a week later, my friend Dad came to my house and he was like, I think I've had an out-of-body experience. Uh, there was a woman called Luna there. She said she knows you. And I was like, what? black hair and he was like yeah blonde black wavy hair and they started describing her to me and I was like wow I have spoke to a spirit in my sleep I have spoke to a spirit this how uh, else would he know who she is yeah. and I used to see her when I was a child clear as day yeah. when I was my kid's age when I was running about my dad's house if I like he used to have a lot of tools he was a jeweler so he would have like jewelry making tools all over the kitchen and stuff and I would run in there and maybe I would touch something that was dangerous or heavy. Luna would be like, no, no, you come this way and like lead me away through the dangerous areas. She would come into my bedroom at night. She would tuck me in at night. She would kiss me goodnight. She'd hug me. She'd give me words of inspiration. Like she she was like a mum, you know, like when mums, they're like, you've got this. Like you're strong. You're, you're good. You're like, you're beautiful. You know the things like a mum would tell you? Yep. That's like the things that she was telling me. So like when I was such a young age, I used to, I, well, I used to, I still feel love for her. I just, when I was younger, I thought she was my other mum. I didn't yeah. realise nobody else was able to see her. So um, how old were you when you kind of lost that connection? Because when we grow up, the fluoridated water and the you know external yeah. world kind of takes over and shuts that dreamlike kind of quality down. Yeah. I know. Um, it was about five years old, I stopped seeing her. Yeah. Um, Did you notice that missing in your life? Did you notice a void? Yeah, well, I noticed that she wasn't there anymore, and I just thought that, like, that's me part of the physical world. I don't know if it was, like, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It was hard to understand, because see, when I was a child, I still had some memories from a previous life that I couldn't understand, I couldn't come to terms with, and put in their place, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, you know how. Yeah, like if you stuff, if you experience someone, you put it in its place, and then you you go forth for life. <laughs> it's like it hadn't been put in its place, and I was still trying to deal with that same problem. All right. Okay. But um, dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like in the physical world, I was still like trying to understand. This is my life now. This <laughs> is who I am now. Yeah. <laughs> and. Just, getting to know everybody that was in my life. I love my parents and my family and stuff, but I still... Can you remember the previous to... life? Yeah, well, I could remember parts of it. I could remember what I was lacking and I could remember the things that I was forced to do. So what was that? What can and... you <laughs> Just millions and millions of housework and I was never allowed out. All right. I was... Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, I was a slave, basically. Uh-huh. I was... I didn't have any rights at all, and I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, okay. when I was a child, 
I was still trying to like come to terms with that. Obviously, you can't talk to people about these sort of things because they'll not believe you. You can't. Even talk- if you, you need to put it in a magazine or whatever. The majority of people aren't going to believe that anyway. They'll just read it and they'll be like, "Oh, that's a cool story." So like, <laughs> I was like, right, I just can't speak to anybody about anything. Yeah. It's just been quite a daunting time, but it's still been beautiful at the same time. Well, so one thing that you've carried this this personal thing that is kind of special to you and now I don't know you're at a stage of your awakening you're obviously ready to share these things and you must have some kind of gift you know this is yeah. these things don't happen for everyone so in some way you've got that ability maybe if you focused on it more and tuned into it more you could bring it out of yourself and who knows where it could lead or I don't yeah, know if you have the option but basically it's good that you're coming on and sharing these things because I think that's part of you coming to terms with it as well you know yeah yeah, since then, um, me and Az, well, that day when Az came to my house and, we, like, obviously we come to the realisation that we both sp- spoke to the same spirit in our sleep, um, he says to me, he was like, that's weird because I had a dream about you the other night and I was like, really, what happened? And he was like, we were flying above the coastline and we were heading towards Macduff Castle and I was like, I remember that. I was like, we went to Macduff Castle my granddad was there. We tried to teach him how to fly, like how Luna had taught us. He couldn't manage it. It's like he couldn't see us. And then all of a sudden he went shooting up into the sky and we chased him. We went through a porthole, <laughs> ended up at my grand's house, which confused me because I could see cups of tea on the bunkers with steam, but I couldn't <laughs> find my grand and granddad anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, the beds were messy. And I was like, where are they? I was panicking. And like when I woke up, it was like, oh, that was a weird dream. But he remembered that as well so we're like we can we can connect when we're sleeping not only that we've connected to Luna when we're sleeping so after that we decided like we need to delve into this more we need to start meditating a lot more like during the day just any given point that we could yeah. and just try and develop our psychic abilities because they're clearly there and yeah. people are clearly capable of these things mm-hmm. um, that was one of the things that made me lose hope in the government was the fact that these things had been so easily proven to me and some of my friends. The government know about this. Employ people to you know do psychic warfare and stuff like that. There's a whole department. Exactly. Look at World War Two and World War Two, Hitler actually invested a lot of money into remote viewers. Yep. And they all went and formed the CIA and became MK Ultra and uh, these kind of things. Hi. So, like, the government know damn fine that these things are perfectly possible. They use them. That's um, that's a psychic battle that's going on right now more than anything, basically. But the thing is, they'll tell somebody if they could see spirits or have premonitions and stuff, they'll be like, oh, you're schizophrenic or you're this or you're that. They'll just pump the people fully. So it's basically... basically, yeah, exactly. This basically <laughs> made you lose hope in the government telling the truth because you knew this was true and they're not speaking, so therefore everything yeah. is bollocks. <laughs> yeah, and every time I try and speak about these things, I feel like a witch being burnt on a post. Like, how dare I? Yeah. Like, I've just committed social suicide by uttering them a word about this. It's like... Yeah. It's but... just stressful because the world... Everybody's capable of these things, Tate, and it's such an amazing thing to be able to do. But there was an experiment done in Russia uh, 
somebody told me, a guy who's a deep researcher, he's wrote a book called Blueprints of Cosmic Consciousness, and he says it's called um, The Child- Children of Winter, it was called, and they brought up these children in an environment where they had no outside influence, they just got their meals kind of, and they survived basically mm. without any outside influence. And within a short time, these kids could, like, telekinesis, you know, and tele- tele- right. telepathy, and they could teleport and crazy shit, you know? Just right. that's the potential they all have within us. But modern society, yeah, and even when you wake up, you get a vaccine in you and stuff, that's all affecting your spiritual connection. Yeah, think, you know? yeah definitely. I totally agree. I do believe that a lot of things that they've put like in water and toothpaste and the food, it's to keep us... Like, if that part of your brain is vibrant, it's not just the psychicness that will be experienced and it will be, wait a minute, this information doesn't quite connect with me. I need to get to the bottom of it so that I can understand it, which leads us to looking for truth. Yeah. And when we find the truth, everybody calls us a conspiracy theorist. It's so such a lazy uh, thing to use. Because what is journalism? Journalism used to be about finding a story that authority said, investigating it, coming up with a different mm-hmm. perspective on it and offering that to the people. But yeah. it doesn't do that these days. People who do I mean, that are not- conspiracy theorists, but that's essentially what we're doing. Looking at the I government, know. seeing it's bullshit, trying to tell people about it. And you know, I got shut off a call last night. I got, I was trying to tell a story and basically the guy just basically said, stop, I don't want to hear it. And basically I had <laughs> to leave the room because... That was the end of that, and because I just don't argue, I don't try and debate people who are just uh, wasting your time on. I've tried to go in a few groups. I think you the other day. Would you like to tell that story? Um, You were trying to quote facts from what they actually believe, and they're still arguing with you. Very much. All I did, I just for the simple fact that I'm not for the vaccine. That's all it was for. But all I had did was went on the NHS website and got like. Is there a chance that this could be passed on? Like, because when you get a virus, like when you get a vaccine, sometimes it could still be passed on through like urine or whatever. And then I just, I was just looking for information about that. And basically, it says that there is, there, there's a small chance, but there's still a chance that it can be passed on. Right? It's a small chance, but still a chance. And that's all I was quoting. And also that it's, not preventing COVID because people are still catching it apparently um, uh, after they've had the vaccine. So right. all I was doing was quoting things straight from the NHS website and they called me a nut job, an idiot, a moron, <laughs> every name under the sun, literally <laughs> under the moon. <laughs> I was like, I'm literally, they were like, oh, do you get all this information for a YouTube video? I was like, actually, <laughs> go on the website and read it. So I need to go and do it. Like, Alaska was like, oh, go and prove, prove what you're saying is true. Prove. I was like, if you're so hell-bent on proving what I've said is bollocks, go and fucking prove that to me then. Because I've just quoted stuff brought straight from the NHS uh-huh. website. If you were actually not being lazy and just go and have a look yourself instead of me having to do the research and forwarding it onto the planet because they're all too lazy to do it, uh-huh. again, <laughs> they would realise their shell. So... Oh, you could you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink it. But that's yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's mind boggling how just the fight mm-hmm. with you and go, basically somebody I was talking to recently said it to me again. I knew that kind of idea. Anyway, you know this Mister Smith from the Matrix, 
that he, they mm-hmm. just kind of come into the person and they automatically defend the system, you know. So it's not even um, there. It's like a program that just has to abuse and um, shut you down. <laughs> I know. I always wondered that because I was like, right, right. It's just so random. I had an, an astral projection when I was about three or four years old. I could always remember this one because I was waiting outside a labyrinth and this labyrinth was beautiful. I'm sure it was like made of emerald or something, but it was so beautiful. There was like, there was uh, symbols and like loads of gemstones and beautiful things all over throughout the labyrinth. And I used to wait there for my friend Az, who at that point, we hadn't actually made friends. We'd, we were at the same school, but we hadn't made friends, but we were still astral projecting together and meeting up from that young. So that's how long it's been going on for. Yeah. But one day when he came out, he came up to me outside this labyrinth. I was like, yeah, there you are. And it was like, where's Coco? And I was like, Coco's my cousin. And I used to live with my auntie Shell when I was younger. Um, my mum didn't really have me that much. But um, anyway, I says to us, I was like, people like her can't come, can't come to places like this. It's only us. And I was only three at that point. And to this day, I still, I'm still trying to understand what that meant because I always thought that every single person in this planet was capable of that. Aye. Maybe it's just certain dimensions that they could access. or I don't know because, I mean, I've seen people out there astral projecting that have no consciousness. It's like they're there. And I could be like, hello, in their face, and they're just, mm. like, their eyes are either shut, they're just, they don't notice me there, and it's, there's, I don't know, sometimes I think maybe it's only certain people because a lot of people have been socially conditioned through hundreds of years to not be like that, like, you know, like, years ago when we got the witches getting burnt and stuff, so anytime anybody did have experiences like that, they would just hush. They wouldn't tell anybody about it. So. Well, the controllers want to basically make us as dumbed down as possible and just believe in this physical left-brained reality and fill that full of nonsense mm-hmm. and stop us accessing our right-hand side of our brain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hence all these, they're saying these days, the comedians or musicians or creative people, well, we have to retrain yeah, now. Yeah. It's going to be a great reset. So forget your creative arts and forget using that part of your brain. More mm-hmm. and more like just trapped into this uh, matrix, you know? I know. So, you said you were developing your uh, skills with uh, as and uh, you were meditating. Like, have mm-hmm. you been doing this and continuing? Do you like do yeah, tarot well, cards or anything like that? Do you do you use your psychic abilities in any way to you know yeah, help people? I do as much. I do as much as I could. There has been instances where I have helped spirits in the spirit world. Um, there, uh, there was a wee boy, uh, he died, it was on the news, um, he had been murdered, he had been abused, he'd been tied to a plank uh, on a board, he'd been starved, and when he finally died, they fed his body to the pigs. I'm sure his name was Adrian Johnston or someone, if you Google him, you'll you'll see the information and you'll see the same pigs that I've seen. Okay. But this wee boy... Um, I think it was on the night that his parents were being arrested because the news articles were fresh that day, the next yeah. morning. Yeah. So it must have been physical dimension, like real-time zone that I was in. But anyway, I woke up and there's this wee boy and he, he looked just so distraught. And I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he was like, like, 
no. And I just felt by his energy that this poor little boy needs so much support. I didn't know what had happened. So it was like, can you come with me? I was like, of course, of course, I'll help you. And so we went over and it felt like I was going over a lot of ocean. (laughs) And I wasn't like I was going quickly like I normally do because sometimes I could get from here to Africa in seconds. (laughs) But this time it was like I was going for quite some time over ocean and then I finally get there. And then we were in the barn and I hear... I hear like banging and shouting and everything coming. It was like a barn, but it wasn't. It was more like a garage, but there was pigs in it. But it was like a garage that was attached to it. There was another room that come off it and it had bunkers in it. And that's where the cage for the, the mini pigs were in the, the piglets. Aye. The baby pigs. They were in there. And that's the pigs that the wee boy got fed to. But I remember <laughs> having a look at the pigs and then I went back into the room and I seen the mum, well, no, the mum, it was a stepmum. And I seen the dad. And I seen the police coming in. It was a big black jeep, and it finally got in. And the police, they were all dressed in black. They had guns, and they were all shouting. The pig, there was an older pig, a big massive one, and it was running about, and it was, like, just squealing. And it was, like, chaos. And I went into the room next to the other pigs. (laughs) It's so stupid, right? But I just thought, right, I need to fix this situation somehow. And I looked at the pig, and I just thought, come on come this way, you're safe, come this way. And the pig just started running towards me, and I was like, right, in here. <laughs> so the wee boy and the pigs, I don't know where the wee boy had went at that point, but I remember going back into the room where the parents were being arrested, and they had the guns pointed at them, and they were cuffed, and they were, like, taken away. And after that, I remember the wee boy came back, and I was like, you're safe now. Um, Don't ever worry about things that's just happened. Because you're Aye. safe for that now. That's never going to happen to you ever again. Aye. And I, I don't know where he went after that, but see, as soon as I woke up after that, I was like, Adrian Johnson, and I Googled it, and there's the, the news article. And his parents <laughs> had just been arrested, and it showed you the pigs and everything. And I was Aye. like, wow, what a wee but, shame. But it was such a shame because, I mean, my spirit, like, Aye. this wee boy's spirit came to my spirit, and I don't know. That's I, I am kind of thankful in a way because they must have thought that I'm safe. <laughs> Aye, well, obviously, maybe he was in that much pain, basically, maybe went to you for support and kind of dissociated from his body kind of thing during really? that time. Yeah, he'd already passed away at that point right, because okay, he was right. showing me the pigs that his body got right. fed to. Okay, like, right. He pointed at the pigs and he said, "That's right. my body got fed to them. All right, aye. So, and I was like, I was stood there like, I just wanted to cuddle him and just be like, you're safe here, like, bring him home and just be my son. <laughs> but it was like, what a shame. But I, that was that was quite a horrible one. But so you think they like, kind of got trapped between worlds? I think you kind of maybe helped them move on? Cause yeah, maybe because I think, like, the vibrations, your, your, your spirit and how you feel, it's like a vibrational frequency that emits quite far from your body. So... I don't know. I think that if you're if you're feeling low, if you're feeling horrible, and you're in the spirit world, you're going to be pulled down the way. And I think because he was in the physical, real time zone, he was kind of stuck there, and he was like, Aye. "I don't well, like you're... this. I'm, I'm a lost soul." Aye, <laughs> and he must have he must have just been floating around, and he must have seen, "Oh, there's light. I'll go yeah. down there. There's some light." And then there's me popping out my body. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But, so it's an amazing story. It shows you. We'd managed to develop our skills to the point where we were meditating before we slept, 
and we were actually inducing the out-of-body experiences ourselves. Yeah. And there, there's been a lot of people across the, the globe that I've actually met up with and became friends with in the spirit world and then found on Facebook afterwards. Or I've met on Facebook on spiritual groups and I've had a, a meet up with them like spiritually. So right. like I've managed that. I've, I've been at people's houses. I've been seen physically by people who are awake. <laughs> so, oh, look, there's moon in the corner. <laughs> like seriously speaking, I have been seen and there was a time where I'd went over, there was a guy in New York and I'd been knocking on all his doors and he had four doors around outside his house. There was a river at the end of his garden. There was boxes at the back door, at his back door. It was like coal boxes, but I had plant pots inside them. And I was knocking on his door. I knocked on that one, went around the side, knocked on another door. Went. I just, I did that. I went away and I came back a wee while later. And I did the same thing again. And then he finally came to the door. And when he answered the door, it's like he was looking right through me. But he knew that there was somebody there. I could tell that he knew that there was somebody there because he was like... Hey. <laughs> so it took a couple of years to actually find out who this guy was. Because I've been seeing him since I was wee. Um, I've, there's a few people in the spirit world that I've been seeing since I was a child. And I've later in life actually tracked them down on Facebook. But he was one of them. And when I finally I found him on Facebook, I went all the way down his timeline, all the way to the 30th of October 2014, because that's the exact date that it happened on. So hey. I write them down. <laughs> hey, hey. And then I seen it on his Facebook. It dropped saying somebody was chapping on all his doors. He thinks there's a ghost at his door. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. it was me. Hey. So you but told yeah, him that. Yeah, I wrote to him, I says, yeah, it was me. I was astral projecting. You've got a, a river at the back of your garden. Your house is a, a sort of limish green colour and it's wooden panels on the outside. You've got four doors, blah, 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 blah. I told him everything and he was just like, yeah, I'd, I, I could also remember you for astral projecting. And then he reminded me some things that I'd even forgotten about, like things that happened when I was a child and stuff. And I was like, wow, like... Uh this is just a lot to comprehend and to talk to a normal person about it. You just can't. But there is a lot of people out there that What are is normal? I hate this word normal, new normal. I know. Normal is how the government <laughs> want us to be. Aye. That's how I would class it. Aye. But, aye. They're kind of normal. We can't fuck that shit. But aye, fuck so that. <laughs> the stories that you're actually saying obviously validate uh, the experiences as well, meeting with other people and this kind of uh, evidence you would call it you know yeah. so what do you think then this reality is if it's not a physical world we said it was, it was a physical ball who knows but what is it is it a hologram a spirit world and what about other, other creatures have you ever seen any other types of beings yeah. in places all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> there's all sorts out there oh before we got onto the reptilians I wanted to talk to you about these little blue imps they're okay. like they're tiny Scottish people. They're tiny <laughs> and they're blue. Like the and Smurfs. They have, eh? Like the Smurfs. Yeah, kind of, but they're like little natives because they've got like the wee, the wee skirts that are made out of plants and they've got spears. They've got black hair and blue skin. And okay. they drive this shit. I've seen it quite a few times throughout my life and so has Az. And he's actually been there on one of the occasions where we were, we were dealing with these little people. 
um, the ship, it's beautiful. It kind of, I don't know if it's Greek or Celtic, but it's it's brown, but it's got loads of gold across it. It's, it's like, it's really lit up. It's beautiful if you were, if it was nighttime and you were standing looking in the sky, like it would light up the whole sky. And like, it's a flying ship as well. It doesn't just go in the water, it flies down and then it'll land in the water or it'll just float somewhere in a random right. street because I've seen it a few times. Um, so it's quite big with little people. Yeah, it's quite big. There's a mermaid on the front. There's a mermaid sculpture on the front that's really beautiful. She's like, she's kind of like sitting with her hands like that. Like, I'm not going to do the pose because I'm not very good at that. But she's kind of sitting like that with her head up and like her hair down her back and just like, at like a beautiful mermaid kind of like sexy pose on the front of the, the, the boat. Um, and that's gold as well. And then um, it's just, it was really beautiful. I remember at one point, and I'm sure it was Dysart Docks, the ship was in there at one point, and I was looking up at it and I was just, I was admiring the, the beautiful, it, it's artwork, it's a piece of art, it's not just a ship, it's like, okay. even, even the, the you know, the, the, they've got metal bits around, it's the sides of the boat, mm-hmm. even that's all, like, the metal bit, it's gold, but it's like, little wee Celtic or Greek designs, it looks Celtic or Greek, I don't know what it is though, because that's one of the things that I wanted to try and find out. <laughs> Stephen Magnus is saying the imps are the old she of Scottish tales. She spelled S H E E. Yeah. Can you see I'm the comments? No. No, I'm not actually seeing any comments. I don't know how we got into the comments. Okay. I've never been on the mobile version, so your guess is as good as mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dear. That's so good. If a few people um, leave comments, you know. Uh, Carly McCall, Stacey Doherty, Stephen Magners. I'll see them all when I'm off the video. It's all right. good. <laughs> anyway, I was just, uh, yeah, I was just more interested in, although I appreciate people's comments, but the stories you've got to tell are very interesting. So these blue mm-hmm. things, what do you think they are? What do they do? What's the purpose? These being... Well, I've noticed them taking spirits um, after, after somebody dies. It's like they're going and taking the spirit and taking them somewhere. But I don't know where they're taking them, and I don't. I'm not quite sure if they're good or bad, <laughs> because right. we tried to get somebody off their ship one day, and the imps turned on us, and they were pointing their spears at us, and I just looked at us, and I was like, "Move!" <laughs> I grabbed his hand, and I just pulled them off, and like, "Right, we're going, no right. more." <laughs> well, imps is generally a kind of, you know, if you're an imp, it's impish, you know, it's could be good or bad, you know. Yeah, a little, I wasn't a little sure bit of the devil like, in you, you know, a little bit of the devil yeah. in you. Impish. Yeah, they're quite bizarre little things, but I've seen them a few times throughout my life, so I know that there's, I don't know if they're involved with the entire planet or if it's just like a Scottish thing, because when I was younger, I actually, when I was, my dad used to take me up camping a lot, travelling around Scotland, and we would just live outside for a couple of months. And in that time, um, I would just run around in the woods all the time with my dogs and that was just basically my childhood throughout the summer holidays as I grew up. I would be running about the, the hills up, oh. up north and there's some beautiful things up there and the energy that I get up that, that area, it's enchanted. Uh, one day, I, people laugh every time when I say this, but one day I actually seen haggis monsters. <laughs> I knew and my dogs seen them as well. <laughs> I knew they were real creatures. They are real. They're totally real. But, like, I've obviously, 
as an adult, I've realised that, like, when I was seeing that, I wasn't actually seeing that. But what, back then, I seen it, and so did my dog. And I seen my dog looking at it, and I thought, well, God, I hope Dee Dee doesn't try and eat that. <laughs> I was right. like, come on, Dee Dee, let's go. And I ran back to my dad, and I was like, Dad, I've seen a, real, a strange creature. And he's like, yeah, it's just a haggis monster. He didn't even tell me that they weren't real. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I've seen fairies as well. When I was three, near, I'm sure it was Waterloo Castle. I can't remember if it's called Waterloo Castle, but there's a castle that's near a bird farm, and the castle's next to a loch. But I've seen fairies there when I was younger. And um, I've also seen a bird. They look like traditional fairies with the wings and the... Yeah, yeah, just tiny little fairies, the glittery, like the wings that are kind of like dragonflies. And yeah. they were really cute, to be honest. They were. I was. I looked inside the bush, and I was just like, it was so strange because I always remember this day. I was three years old. I was sitting at a picnic table eating sandwiches, and I looked over at this bush, and I was like eating, and I was like, <laughs> I had to go and look because I felt something in there. So I went over. I looked in the bush, and there they were. I was like, Mom. And I went and I was like, man, there's fairies in the bush, but she couldn't, she couldn't see them. Oh, no, <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. She was trying to say there were insects, but I was like, they, they were people. Uh-huh. Like, there was no insects in that bush. <laughs> <laughs> it was, she couldn't see them, obviously. So. But yeah. also, when I was seven, I seen a gonk in my mum's car. She was driving along these roads near Kerryway. These roads are called the cults because... Apparently, hundreds of years ago, the, this area of land, like there was loads of witches, and they would do like, you know what witches do when they're like, they're summoning the spirits and stuff, okay. bad ones and stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know what kind of spirits, but that area was just so freaky. And I was only seven at the time. I was sitting in my mum's car, and all of a sudden, I felt an energy at my feet, like I was being watched from my feet. And I looked down and I was like, oh, it's there, it's there. And I got my feet up on the chair and I was like, Mom, Mom, it's there, drive faster. And I started panicking. She's like, what's there? I was like, the gonk, the gonk, Mom, please drive faster. And she was, she was like, I can't see anything. I was like, it's there. How did I get in your car? And when we got back, eh, my mum, obviously, she was a wee bit alarmed because I was crying. I was like, Mum, it's there, it's got yellow eyes. I was crying and like um she had spoken to some of her friends about that at the pub that weekend and apparently somebody else had seen a gonk around that area. And also recently I just found out that one of my friends in Kirkcaldy, she just told me this recently that she's also she was up in that area and the area of cults and she's ended up with a bad spirit following her ever since then. And uh, she says that it, it's a black ball, and I was like, a gonk. <laughs> it's a gonk. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's got well, yellow eyes. It's a black, fuzzy ball. Okay. I was just going to say, what is a gonk? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a black, spiky ball. It was just, it was black and spiky. Like a coronavirus. Like, <laughs> like a, like a just, coronavirus, hi. <laughs> aye, pretty much like the, the, the eye. <laughs> That's how I would imagine corona to look like if it was real. <laughs> If uh, it was real. Uh, gonk's more real. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> yeah, these things are real, we're talking Aye. about. Yep, exactly. Oh, dear. Uh, but, so, uh, the reptilian. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I, yeah. I was just, I'm 
comment there. Um, it was as Finham first. Um, he had just been astral project and it ended up near some sort of church chapel type building. When you say who and he, you mean the reptilian? As. Ah, sorry, friend, okay, as. Right, okay. I don't know if he's in the comments. I've not seen the comments, but I told him I'm going no. live and I'm going to mention him, obviously. But he says, no. um, he says that he was in this chapel. He noticed this really horrible, like, he was getting bad vibes from it, but he still went in there anyway because he wanted to see what was going on. And then he says that he's seen the reptilians and there was loads of people sitting on benches and there was uh, mostly women and children. And there was like curtains, but there was like a porthole behind the curtain and the people were getting taken to this porthole and it was just nothing but feelings of dread. And as was, he explained to me that he was just stood there and he was like, right, I'm, I'm just going to take the first girl I see. And he just grabbed this girl and he just pulled her out of there. And we're always trying to save people when they were astral projecting, but he grabbed this girl and pulled her out of there and he got her away. And uh, a week later, I was somewhere in between, I was in the ocean somewhere between Edinburgh, Fife and Bowness. There was a, a rocky area somewhere more towards the, the sort of like Forth Valley area. There was a rocky area that I was stood on, like next to the, the sea, because the reptilians were in a boat and they came over to me and it was almost as if I was waiting for them on the shock. Like I, I knew that they were coming and I waited there for them, like in between Edinburgh and Fife. Right. So they came over to me and they came onto the rocks and they there were like... There is some islands there, underneath the Forth Bridge. There's like an old prison that was one of them and... There's other yeah. islands anyway. I feel like it was further back. Like, you know how like it goes like I can't do it because it's like mirror image, but like you know how it's like kinda like that? No. And then like Edinburgh's at the top and so, so, sorry. Fife is at the top, Edinburgh's here and it kinda goes like that. No. I was kinda more further towards Fourth Valley. It's mirror image, so it's confusing me. Yeah. But I was more in the area like Fourth Valley. But I was on rocks and these reptilians, they came over to me and I was able to see them like face to face clear as day. And I stood there and they were telling me about the president and like they approached me professionally. They weren't like trying to hurt me or anything. They approached me professionally. They, they just started talking about the presidents. They were like, hi, we know, blah, blah, blah. And they listed for the presidents. But you know when you're next to a spirit and you kind of feel their energy and you already know that they know this, the presidents and you already kind of feel like they're connected to their people. And I just I just played dumb. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, famous people. That would be so cool. I wish I could meet a president. And I was just like, play it cool, play it cool. And they were like, we want to know who your friend is. And I was like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know, but like, oh my God, she's confused, people, that's amazing. <laughs> and then I left, and after that, I was, but one thing I noticed when they were there, they were throwing up slugs, they were puking up slugs, and these slugs were, they were slowly coming towards me, so right. I left before they got near me, but right. when I tell us, I was like, I, I was approached by reptilians when I was spirit projecting. Uh, they are involved with the American government and they were looking for you. And he was like, right. And he stopped astral projecting after that. Um, he, he just, he kept saying to me, he was like, 
you know the government, they know about people like us. They didn't want us being able to do this. They're going to do something soon to stop this from happening. I was like, I know, I could feel it in the air. I don't mm. know if this is the pandemic mm. that we're like, that's, sure. they're trying to stop the spiritual people, they're trying to kill off loads of people when just basically the remainder that's left will be easily moulded because they'll have no you know, option. We've not got spirit, if you know what I mean. Well, basically, the vaccination, some people claim that's going to kill uh, your connection to God or the higher spirit because it's going to change your DNA. When you change that, some kind of connection you're going to lose to the higher realms. Yeah, I would detect the risk anyway. (laughs) You genetically modify it. Antidepressants and stuff, like if I've ever had tricky spells in my life where I'm just suffering, I'm not even taking antidepressants because even at that, I'm like, I still think that there's still probably a small percentage ingredients in that it's purposefully designed just to keep us like lower yeah it reminds- and ever, but the whole it's a complete war in our consciousness we are like yeah. a, a balloon that's held at the bottom of an ocean by all yeah. the fear and worry and all the stress and everything if that was all taken yeah. away everyone would rise up and you know, yeah exactly it's the, it's the lower vibrational feelings that they want us all to feel at all times they just want us resonating at a, a low frequency I yep. don't know why. To this day, I still don't know why. What's the point? Why can't we just have a world where everybody's happy, that animals are thriving, plants are thriving, people are thriving, we're all living together like in happiness. Why can't it be like that? Why does it have to be, oh, like we'll just fire all this in the media, look that there's sex on everything, or oh, there's, there's violence and everything, there's murder in most films that you watch. It's just all lower vibrational stuff. Yeah, it's like, like a bit of excitement here and there, but it's like they're, well, they're taking it beyond that limit and it's like they're trying to actually mould us into that. Well, they're trying to mold, make us be like them. When you meet these beings, do you feel like they've got no empathy, no you know spirituality? Do you think that we, yeah, we're like a higher feel... consciousness them? So if you're not here, they're losing, feeding off our energy. Yeah, I felt like they couldn't give a toss about the next person. That's the kind of feeling that I got off them. Yeah. And they were just using the people in this, because obviously I don't know enough to be having an opinion on this, but uh, the people that was in the chapel, I, I think were maybe just like sacrifices. And obviously, like in the media, there's subliminal messages everywhere. And it's just led me to believe that they're all like these reptilians, the presidents, the celebrities, the paedophile like, you know what I mean? Like, they're all, they're, abu- they're abusing kids, they're like, they're killing, they're raping, they're just being really horrible. So and they're doing it because. Yeah. Eh? Continue. They're doing it because. They're, they're, uh, well, I don't know why they're doing it, but they're, they're doing it because they're just nasty beings. And it's like they're worshipping some sort of higher being that's wanting them to be more vibrational, but they're. I, I don't understand it all to be saying too much about it, to be honest. But I just know that these get telling some bad news and we're being fooled <laughs> and yeah. not to trust the government. Yeah. Uh, well, the government are officially unlawful since 2001 when Article 61 was invoked, so they are officially criminals. So we are yeah. <laughs> putting up with them. But yeah. do you think that, I was going to say, that these reptilians... Basically, I lost what I was going to do. <laughs> uh, aye, so, yeah, 
Do you think they're complicit in the New World Order? The, there's like the reptilian agenda. Do you think that's like, oh, Satan, that's what I was going to say. Like, mm-hmm. we call a lot of these people who do these sacrifices and, you know, satanic rituals, like they're worshipping Satan and they bring down demons mm-hmm. and take their orders from them. Or do you, in your travels and stuff, have you got any concept of a, like a being called Satan or an ultimate evil or anything like that? Well, <laughs> well, there was a red guy. There's a red guy in the centre of the planet, right. and he's really powerful. Um, I still, I still can't quite figure out like his purpose, but I know he's powerful, and I know he's something to do with planet Earth. Also, this. On my spirit travels, anybody that I've came across that's apparently a servant of God has been evil bastards. That's all I could explain them as. So if they're saying, if they're doing everything in the name of God, then is God actually a good being or is somebody just pretending that they're God and they've got everybody worshipping this false God? If you know what I mean. Well, I've been, I've been reading a guy recently called Christopher John Bierkins who talks about how the Jews, the old, the old Jews in Judaism two and a half thousand years ago, they actually created Christianity and Islam as a way to kind of fulfill their two and a half thousand year prophecy. So they've tricked mm-hmm. everybody to worship and when they're worshipping Jesus, they're saying Jesus is the son of Satan. So that all mm-hmm. the lot of people are worshipping to say, uh, Jesus, apparently they've set it up that it's actually going to Satan. So well, it's a trickle. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a bit When I had seen the red guy in the center of the planet, I did kind of get Jesus vibes from him, but I thought, no, that's the devil. <laughs> but like, right. it looked like Jesus. I just right. right. It's just I didn't like talking about this part because it does mess my own head up. Because I'm like, was it Jesus? Was it Satan? Was that Lucifer? Who's Lucifer? <laughs> right. Who is that guy in the center of the planet? But. He has, he's got some sort of power. I know that much, but I don't know enough about this God character. I know that there's like Hindu gods. I know that there's ancient Greek gods and people like that out there. But this, this God that like half the planet's worshipping. I mean, I do believe that we're all connected like through this energy that makes us all one. Mm-hmm. But the God that people have been worshipping through religions and stuff, I feel like that's just a powerful, bad spirit that's just feeding off everybody's energy, basically. Yeah, I agree with that. Organised religion is never a good idea. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. I, I've always said it's not a good idea to involve God or Jesus and things. Just play it cool. Trust yourself, first and foremost, because if you worship, you, you look after yourself, ideally, you're, you're still looking after the world around you and the people around you, if you know what I mean. If you're wearing a mask, you're everybody. looking after yourself, so basically you're... <laughs> <laughs> I know, eh? I mean, just, I because, just because the picture's here, I think this is uh, quite a good example of what you're talking about. Just, that's the world that we could have there, and we're choosing to live in this world above. Can you see that picture, no? No, I'm not seeing pictures or... All right. I've brought a picture up. It's basically two masked children, and then there's a mirror image. But in the mirror image, it's colourful, and they're they're cuddling each other, and it's joyous. Yeah. You know. So, anyway, you can see it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
So with regard to the future, some people think there's like a biofication. Have you ever heard of that? And do you think like these people who aren't waking up, there's maybe, do you think it could be a split in the timelines where basically people who are more spiritual and free of, want to be free of this dark energy will be able to move away from them? Or do you think we're all based in the physical and we all have to sort out here? There's no magic pill. Well, do you think people are capable well, of doing that? This, what's going on in the world right now with, with the corona, the government lockdowns and everything, obviously I have no idea who's going to make it out of here because they're trying to get everybody and obviously the spiritual people will be a step ahead but they're aiming for us, they're like no we can't have spiritual people because they know everything and we can't hide anything from them and they'll be able to come in our house anytime and we'll know be able to stop them you know, there would be no secrets and they know that. They, they don't want people being able to do this. Definitely not. I, I, I mean, don't go prying in people's houses, by the way. I right. just, it is possible, though, but I just don't. Well, because that's the thing. You've got morals and stuff, you know. That's the point yeah. of being a spiritual warrior. You use your uh, power. Yeah, there's, also, there's also a lot of rules in the spirit world. Like, for an example, if a spirit was to touch me without my permission, I have then got permission to do something back to that spirit. If I wanted to, yeah, and there would be no repercussions. Like yeah. there would be no bad juju, if you know what I mean, coming from that. Whereas if I had like oh, there's another there's another one. If you if you kill someone in the physical world, you you do end up with a lot of problems in the spirit the spirit world. And a lot of people would maybe say it would be like hell, but I think that there's that there's just spirits that will come to just annoy you and just ruin you, basically. And they'll, they'll maybe trap you somewhere. And you just you be as good as you possibly can Like when you're in the spirit world. Just be good and respect all. Like you should when, do in this world. You don't, you're just inviting bad things to happen. <laughs> yeah, but you should do that in this world as well. That's a problem. People... Exactly. It's like the people in the physical world, they don't realise that even in the physical world, these rules still apply. Exactly. Like if I was to go up to somebody and just slap them for no reason, I'm going to get bad karma. I will be yeah. due bad karma for that. And whether it's served from the person I slapped or it's served from the spirit world bringing it to the physical world, it will happen. So, well, yeah, you're reminding you remind, me of a meme where they say, you know, a lot of or a comment that a lot of people have forgotten, you know, because we're in a virtual world, they've forgotten what it's like. If you st- if you abuse someone like they do, they've forgotten what a punch in the mouth feels like, you know? Because <laughs> <Hi. laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say that stuff. You get totally abused online for trying to help people. I know. And, you know, I know, they- that's the thing. They're treating us like we're the enemy. Like, oh, we're, we're the villain. Kill those people. Just lock them away. We can't have them part of us. When we're the only ones that probably genuinely cared. Because the government yeah. didn't, they don't care. Yeah. We yeah. do. I don't want to see the town that I've grew up in, people dropping like flies. I don't want to see people dying for the vaccine or like spiritual people just like coming down into their shells or people committing suicide. You know, it's just. Well, I've been talking yeah. about 25 years. I didn't like what they were doing before the lockdown and certainly since the lockdown to be for people to be able to tolerate sending their children to school with masks on and working with masks and big plastic sheets between them and all the small businesses shut down but all the big businesses can stay open, football can go on and you know it's just a complete joke, it's an embarrassment to the corporations, the corporations are just like 
it's us now. You lot can scatter. We don't care. Like the corporations are in charge now. We have to just abide. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I wouldn't be. But so, do you I think there's any hope mad. of turning it around? Do you think people? If we just stand firm within our beliefs and just keep going and then crack it to the peer pressure. People will eventually be like, you know what? They have spoke truth and I have researched and they have spoke truth. So I'm going to start listening to these or myself, at least, because it's not like I'm wanting people to listen to me. I want people to research and listen to their own self, if you know what I mean. Because if you actually listen to your own spirit, your spirit would be saying, don't take the vaccine. It's bad news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not anti-vaxxed or anything because I've been vaccinated against quite a lot of things, oh, especially I, for having to go over to Africa. I've, 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 I've been Africa. No vaccine has ever done any good ever. Vaccines are poison. That's the end of the story, basically. So you should be anti-vaxxed and it shouldn't be a bad thing to be anti-vaxxed. So how they take these rages and they twist them like conspiracy theorists and they get the public to, you know, give, us, give them another excuse to have a go at us for having a brain, basically. So, you know, I just hate the way they use these phrases and uh, condition people. Oh, are you social distance? And they go, what are you talking about, mate? What's, you know, it's just a phrase now that it's a common language. Mm-hmm. And anti-vaxxer and whatever, Black Lives Matter, etc. We're being manipulated and programmed. So switch off the TV because there's a lot of programming coming through that. And go and- oh, I've not had my telly on for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I switched that off a decade ago and it's not been on ever since. They can play the PlayStation, but that's it. There's no channels. There's no. I just didn't allow it. I'm not. Too, I think there's a lot of programming that goes on in the PlayStation games and that as well, though. But I oh, I definitely. I'm always like, I know there's a lot. Of, it's we're it's being battered from all angles. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Though you mentioned about the fairies and stuff, people go for a walk in nature. I don't do it often enough myself, but you know, stepping away mm-hmm. from the technology and that's how people can start to dream again and think. You know, yeah. what can I do? And try and you know, people don't think what can I do? What can I offer? You know, it's just get a job yeah. on the TV. So anyway, it's difficult, yeah. but you're doing a good job of at least speaking out on social media, which isn't easy, and uh, being yourself. So I've been trying to do this for years, but it's always been the same reaction. Hi. <laughs> oh, you're a lunatic. Oh, okay, my name's Moon. I'll sit with him. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'll, I'll just take that brand. Yep. So thanks very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure to have you on. It's been a pleasure to be on as well. Thank you so much. No, no problem, uh, Moon. So we'll catch up with you again sometime and uh, all the best. Thank you. Same with you and I'll speak to you soon as well. Okay, thanks for watching, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye the now.